Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon on a Thursday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller, and we are back at Wellman's again out here in West Des Moines. The crew from Circa in town will tell you about them. Those fine folks throughout the morning, uh, they'll be here throughout the day. Of course, a game watch tonight, Michigan and Iowa tips at 8 o'clock. I'm Drew Downs, Ross Peterson, and my partner Trent Condon will be down here. They'll do an Instant React podcast uh, right after that game uh, and be able to, uh, well, come on out and watch the guys sign up for Circa, get some of that Circa gear. Uh, and still, the uh, Big 12, uh, the pair of tickets, all-session tickets to the Big 12 Men's Basketball Tournament. We will give those away later today or tomorrow, Trent? Tomorrow? Tomorrow, tomorrow. yeah. I think it's right there on the bottom pair of tickets for an all-session pass to the Big 12 Men's Basketball Tournament, uh, and no purchase necessary for that. Going to be giving away, I think I if I remember correctly, tomorrow evening or maybe well, it was Friday. Well, you've still yeah. got time. You do, yes. Still got time. That's and the, the uh, big launch party happening here uh, this afternoon and into the evening. Of course, we have the Iowa Game Watch tonight with Iowa-Michigan. Huge matchup there as the continued upsets happen in the Big Ten. Last night it was Rutgers going on the what road. And getting Ron it done Harper. once again, uh, Ron Harper doing a little Sam Cassell afterwards yeah. and, and showing the, the big ones that he has as he's making his way up the floor. It, it was an incredible game, and this Big Ten season has been incredible. No, it really has, Trent. I've, I've loved it. I really have. It's been, it's been fun to watch. Hopefully get a, new, a good one tonight. There's a couple. There's a game earlier before the Iowa game on FS1. That's where the television is of it uh, that caught my attention. I don't recall. Penn State, uh, Illinois, maybe. I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Penn State, Illinois played tonight. So we'll get a look at Illinois before Iowa takes them on on Sunday to bring the curtain down on Big Ten basketball. Here's the BMW of Des Moines guest list at the uh, bottom of the hour. Our friend Wade Looking Bill will join us. Former Hawk will take a look at, well, the conference overall. Pick Wade's brain on that. Of course, zero win on Michigan and Iowa tonight. Uh, Wade Looking Bill will be up first. We will then head to St. Louis, catch up with our friend Kevin Lehman, who's in St. Louis, where he will uh, broadcast the entire tournament. One game he's on TV. When he's not on TV, puts the radio headset on and calls that. So Kevin Lehman at 11.05. And then our final guest of the day is a really good uh, Big Ten resource when it comes to basketball. Thomas how do we say his last name? Beendit. Beendit. Thomas Beendit. We had him on once last year. Tough to get. He's an attorney. Right, yeah. <laughs> so we, we come second. Well, probably not second. We're way down the way list. Down the yeah, list. Yeah. But uh, uh, we tried to get him, oh, last week I think it was, but this is going to work out today. So a lot of Big Ten conversation, which I'm guessing Iowa State fans would be happy if we can stay away from uh, that disaster last night. Trent, I'm not uh, – th- this is going to sound hyperbolic. 
this might be the best, the worst rather basketball game. Certainly the worst basketball game I've seen all year. Yeah, and I've watched over a hundred of them as you have. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of a worse game. I, I really and truly that was just the from the get go. It just looks so disjointed. Oklahoma State turned the ball over twenty two times. Iowa State got six points off turnovers. That's incredible. It's unthinkable. It's unthinkable. They scored. Jones got a layup with 14 and a half minutes left in the basketball game to tie the game at 30 apiece. Iowa State scored six more points before the game ended. Over the last, what, 14 14 minutes? 14 and a half minutes. 14 and a half minutes. And it felt worse than that. It was. It hurt the eyes to watch the game. It really did. They put twenty up in the first half. They get the shot late in the first half. Uh-huh. All right, maybe a little momentum. Other people say momentum don't matter, but you were hopeful. At mm-hmm. least that was going to be the case. In fact, I was back here at Wellman's with the Iowa State watch party at halftime, and it seemed like there was some optimism. All right, rough first half, but we're going to get going here. It couldn't get any half. worse, right? And then the second half it goes was worse, and it was worse. Yes, and you put sixteen on the board. We've talked about the offensive issues of this team, oh. but nothing at this level. No. Nothing against... This was historically bad. An Oklahoma State team that is, at best average, Yes, probably a tick below that. Yes. In the Big 12, they're, they're okay, at best. And you go out and lay that on kind of... On senior night. On senior night. Where they, they uh, honored a whole a pack of them. It was, it, it was atrocious watching that game. I want to go back to a conversation we had when TJ was hired. And... A writer out in Las Vegas. You remember his name that covered the Mountain West for a long time for the mm. Las Vegas newspaper. He came on with us, I think, a couple of different Adam times. Adam Hill? It wasn't Adam Hill. But well, we had Steve Cohen on, who was, a, he was ESPN in the afternoons. I, that might have been who it was. But he said to us, X's and O's, he wasn't a fan of what T.J. Otzelberger was. He said, coaching-wise, when it comes to the X's and O's, that there were issues that cropped up. And you think of a performance like that. Is it just a bad night or in a historically bad, does that go to the X's and O's? Getting guys in the right yeah. spot, getting them shots. We know this team's limited, right? but should they be this bad offensively? Well, they, they were last night. Like, I can't be critical of TJ because of what he, the body of work that, that, he's, uh, right, that, that right. team has put together this year. After being picked last, and we know the story, winning two games last year, not single one of them in Big 12 play. But, but what I'm getting at is... is is it a Jimmy, Jimmy's and Joe's problem, or is it an X's and O's problem offensively mm-hmm. with what we're seeing with this team? Well, what I would like to see, Trent, is, I mean, get, I mean what, would, would it have hurt to get teed up last night? Because it was an awful fish for both teams. It was. It was as physical a game uh, as, as you're ever going to see. I mean, you could, there were so many fouls last night that weren't called, for mm-hmm. crying out loud, that very easily could have been called. Uh, I don't know, does TJ light up an official maybe to spark, give his team a spark, perhaps? Uh, because he certainly wasn't getting that the way it happened. I mean, uh, uh, Jazz Coons, one for nine. Condon mm-hmm. takes two shots, uh, makes one. Kelsher, one of five. Um, Jane Walker, who, who's been really good, was as bad as we've seen him right, play. Yeah. I mean, he was just, oh, the turnovers, and just horrible turnovers last night. Caleb Girl went back to bad Caleb Girl. Mm-hmm. Good defensively, bad offensively. Took two shots, missed them both. But that was a product of the entire team. They shot 28% as a team. Four for ten from the free throw line. Again, twenty-two turnovers by the <laughs> opponent, and you get six points. I don't and think Oklahoma ever... State wins after turning the ball over twenty-two times. Points per possession. You want to be to be average one point per possession. I've never seen a number this low. What was it? Zero point five six points per possession. Uh, it's unheard of. Like if you're down at point eight, that's really bad. 
Right. Yeah, point, right. 0.56 points per possession. Well, of course, when you score 36 points, that's going to be the case here. So what do you do? Do you just draw a line through it? Well, I think one player we need to draw a line through is Trey Jackson. If he doesn't he's play done. the game like that, yeah, yeah. he's done. His, Aruna, his season's over. And Aruna didn't play. Right. Uh, yeah, both of those guys, there, there's something going on there. Yep. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt about it because Trey Jackson was getting into the game, and mm-hmm. was, when he was in the game, he seemed to be engaged, had a smile on his face. Even now when they cut to the bench, uh, he's cheering on his teammates. But that's, all, uh, that's, that's what his role has been reduced to, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can either sit there or when something good happens, get up off uh, your you-know-what and at least cheer for the squad because that's what he is at this point. TJ played eight guys last night, eight guys, four points from the bench, all of them from Robert Jones. This was as bad a game as I've seen all year, and it's not even close, mm-hmm. and historically bad. And with what was on the line, in a way, now it felt like they were pretty much locked into the 3-6 game, the Texas Tech game, and I think most everybody's kind of reserved and resigned to the fact that that's what it's going to be. Could that play in a little bit? But I don't know. It feels like coming up for an excuses for a performance like that is going too far. Mm-hmm. You just play preacher. And oh, that's why I think you just draw a line through it. You draw a line through. Is it one of those just where you come in? You come in, everybody. Of course, you got your film yeah. study. Go through. I don't even put the film in. Don't even put it in. Nope. Just flush it. When you go in there, say, "Let's go get some shots up." Yep. We're we're not doing film study on this one. We'll do our prep for our next game. We'll get ready for the Big Twelve tournament. We'll do everything we're normally. Yep. But we're not even going to look at this thing. I, I think that's how you approach it. I really. Do. I mean, how can you? Or do you double do you down and do? embarrass them? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. At this, at this point. point in the season, what is it going to? Mm-hmm. Probably not going to help. Right. So there they go to Baylor. They're probably going to lose that game. They lose to Texas Tech. I don't think that this is necessary. They're in the tournament. Yeah. yeah. Let's make that very clear right, right now. Right. They are going to the NCAA tournament. So when they get there, would you be better, would you be better off to get there? Because right now, and I'm just going off Shelby's bracket, he didn't move them off the eight line. Right. I thought that they might even you know, fall to a nine. But it's just a loss. You know, we, we talked about this actually with Shelby yesterday. As we get so enamored with, what we see recently, and a loss, a bad loss in a conference tournament, or a great win in a conference tournament. It's one of 32, mm-hmm. 33 games. Mm-hmm. A seed line, you're pretty well locked in at this point. I remember the Syracuse can you, team. Can, but don't you think they could drop maybe to a 9 or a 10? Probably, just trying yeah. to get them a better path through yeah. the tournament, right? I don't think they can fall as far as 11, which would be in my book. But ideal. here's the thing. You, say they're stuck in the 8-9 game. That's where they are. And Wisconsin's a 1. Are you scared of that game? Well, Wisconsin will win by five or four. Because <laughs> that's, that's what they do. But you'll have a chance. Yeah. right? Going into the last yeah. five minutes of the game, right. you got, got a chance going into that one. Path is always as good. There, there's two seeds that would concern you, I think, more than one seed. Maybe it's Kentucky, but Kentucky is without Wheeler. And Ty Ty Washington isn't playing. That Kentucky and game doesn't look as good. assuming they win their first game. I mean, look, at, look at Auburn last night. They're hair on yeah. fire to beat Mississippi State. They a were. average Mississippi State team. It's a good thing they went to overtime. And when they went to overtime, oh, it made a lot of people happy. Not this one. Oh, you had Mississippi State? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. That's a tough beat. That's a brutal one. I, over the last two oh, weeks. that stings. I think I have a half dozen overtime losses. Mm. Where I had a dog. And, and that's the thing with live betting. And... Come NCAA tournament time, a conference tournament when we're out there, I'm going to be much more judicious. If, if I have a ticket and a game goes to overtime right away, I'm going to buy out of it. Because I've got burned so many freaking times this year and you did by this. Last night. And it happened again last the night. the worst thing that could have happened. The uh, Monday, North Carolina-Syracuse, exact same thing. And what happens? Carolina wins it by nine in overtime. The number was eight and a half. It just, <laughs> it's brutal. You, it just... If you're an underdog better like myself, and in college basketball, and a game goes to overtime, 
You feel like you're cooked. Yeah. Even before tip, you just you have that sinking feeling. Just lose in regulation. It's like, I got eight and a half. I don't care. I'm lose it. You. Lose it by three. I'm with you. What was the game we watched last week? Providence and who beat Providence? The game went to overtime. It was a back and forth. Oh, Xavier. Xavier. Right? Oh, I had the, lock of the year. The roof leaked. Um, yeah, that, that, that's another one that went against oh. it. It's like in college football, right? You, mm-hmm. You're betting the total and the game goes overtime. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're absolutely cooked, especially if you're holding an under ticket. Well, I just think you just forget about it. I really do. Forget about that game. Get ready for Baylor. Not going to be easy, but an opportunity to, to test yourself. I'm glad they're getting out on the road. Um, they can, you know, try and come together as a bit of a team or whatever, but I don't know. Just, a, just an awful. Worst game I've seen all year. This surprised me pretty mightily, and it's today's NCAA net ratings. Have you seen it yet this morning? So yesterday, Iowa State was 35. Mm -hmm. Today, they dropped to 42 in the net rankings. And again, this is a statistical model based on results, based on efficiency. We just talked about the offensive efficiency numbers, as putrid as you're going to find in college basketball this year. So that's the impact. It wasn't just the loss. It was the way the loss happened. If they would have lost this 77-61, mm-hmm. it would have been completely different. But again, the offensive efficiency in one single game took that kind of hit, and you dropped seven spots wow. with the loss to Oklahoma State. Wow. A, a decent, an average Oklahoma State team. Yeah. That has two games left. When this they is losing Nebraska. Night. Right. Now, this was their season, right? Their season ends this weekend. There's mm-hmm. no postseason play. So apparently if, if, uh, if they lose to Baylor um, and K-State beats o- Oklahoma, uh, Iowa State can fall to the seven. So mm-hmm. we went into the week thinking, can they get up to that five line right. and maybe avoid <laughs> yes, Texas Tech? Yeah. All of a sudden, not so fast, you guys. You went the wrong way. You should be looking <laughs> the other way. Instead of rising, uh, they're falling. Um, it, it was it was tough. It, it's tough to watch. Feel bad for them on senior night. Feel bad that the curtain comes down on on uh, the home portion of Hilton Coliseum for the men's basketball. The women have some games left because they'll host some uh, in their tournament. But man, oh man, that was a stinker. Are we uh, ready to go back to our bball.notnothing.net? Yeah, let's after do it. the Why results not? from last night. Of course, tonight we get the rematch: Kansas TCU, and I got my eye on that one tonight. So you like TCU? Ah. Uh-uh. You think Kansas gets it together? 11 and a half. It's a big number. And that would be quite the turnaround. But they were embarrassed, Trent. They were embarrassed. And then we get to the weekend games. Baylor, Iowa State. Baylor. Kansas hosting Texas. I'm waiting for that Texas team to figure it all out. I'm going to go Kansas. Yeah. Oklahoma at K-State. I think the Sooners get them. You do. I do. It's over for Bruce Weber. I think so. I think I'll put it, give, give the Sooners the Yeah. Tech Oklahoma. at Oklahoma State. Final game of the year. Yeah, last game of the season. It's their last game of the year. Um, Kenoki State pulled the up. It's still Tech. Yeah, it's still Tech. And TCU at West Virginia. Quick turnaround after playing, of course, tonight. I'll take West Virginia West Virginia at Morgantown. All right. We put it all together. Kansas and Baylor, you are number one and number two. Seeds, respectively, tying at 14-4. and four. Kansas gets the top billing. Tech at three. Texas at four. TCU five. Iowa State as the sixth seed over Oklahoma as it goes into a bunch of tiebreakers here. And it kind of explains it all here. But still, right there in the six. So, what can we do to Give K-State the win. Give K-State the K-State, win. K-State beats Oklahoma. K-State beats Oklahoma. We do that. That drops them then to the seven seed. So Jay Scott was right. So that's what you want. You want 
Kansas State, Texas Tech, West Virginia to win this weekend, even with the loss to Baylor, and then you get that seven seed. Mm-hmm. And you would play who again? Baylor, right? Yes. So Baylor back-to-back. Get them on Saturday. Get them on... I don't hate that. I don't hate it. You know they're going to have a lot more fans in the stands. Mm-hmm. Iowa State will. And they will. They absolutely will. Well, it's uh, going to be fun to watch it play out. Sadly, we're at the end of it, so it'll be playing out sooner rather than we would like it to, but that's the way it's going to go. Uh, we've got our, our friend Wade Looking Bill. We'll get into Iowa and Michigan tonight. What's the number? Michigan is slight favorite. Two. Michigan is a two. You one and a half's out there, mostly mm-hmm. twos. I would say if you like Iowa, just yep. play the money line. Yep. You know, get the plus 110, 115, whatever it'd be. If you like that. I don't have a great read. I think, did we talk about this yesterday? I know I talked to Chris and Ross a little bit. You know, you feel at least you kind of have a feeling going into a lot of games, how you think it's going to play out. Now, you're going to be wrong sometimes, too, but you could come up with a dozen different scenarios for this game, and I, I don't think I'd be surprised by it. Well, it depends. If, if Michigan shows up like the Michigan team that beat Sparty over the weekend, that's, yes. that's going to be tough. But look at the way I was playing right now, Trent. Mm-hmm. They're playing as well as anybody in the Big Ten. They really are. Yes. Uh, and, and, if that, and if that's the team that shows up tonight, I have every reason to win. Why wouldn't they? But then I thought Iowa State would show up last night and, uh, at Hilton, and they certainly didn't do that. Uh, the, the Missouri Valley Conference uh, tournament gets underway. We'll talk to Kevin Lehman at 11.05. Thursday night in St. Louis, it's, um, there's not a lot of people in the building for these playing games, but it, uh, it, it's a great tournament. It really is. Uh, where is Drake? Six and a half to one to win it all after yeah. the Wilkins news came out? Yes, that's uh, pretty much across the board when we first saw the odds at a couple of different spots. I think DraftKings had a couple other places. It was you and I, Missouri State and Loyola, were all about five to one, right in that range. And then Loyola was the favorite in different levels of that, anywhere from plus 120, I think the lowest, to about two to one. After the Wilkins news, though, moved pretty much everywhere. Drake's odds got lower. Uh, I saw yesterday it was plus 650. I'll get the updated ones here in just a moment. And then on top of it, you look at Missouri State. Well, look at their path now. Valpo, a Drake team without a yeah. starter. Yeah. And you're in, as opposed to the top side of the bracket, mm-hmm. you and I the one seed. Mm-hmm. Bradley's played well this year. Loyola, those three te- all three of those teams can win it, where for the bottom, is there really only one team that can win this whole thing? Can Drake still win it? Yes. They still can. Yes. Tucker DeVries has a crazy weekend. Yeah, yeah. Going to need him. Yes. Going to need Roman Penn. Going to need Sturts, and you can count on Sturts to show up. Uh, You can count on all of them. Um, DeVries had his bad game this past week. For him, by his standards, bad game, at least uh, scoring wise. Uh, You know, I don't know how much time we're going to have to talk about this tomorrow, but I think we should bring it up for just a second. Uh, Mike Shashevsky coaching his final game. We talked a little bit about it yesterday, yeah. the get-in price to Cameron Indoor Arena. It's Super Bowl-esque. I mean, that's what you're paying to see a Super Bowl is what you're paying to go see Mike Krzyzewski, uh coach for the final time at Cameron Indoor Arena. What, what, how, what's your opinion of him? It is a guy that I grew up with, and I was different. For a lot of nerdy white kids from Iowa, sure, Duke was a great thing. Mm-hmm. I hated Duke. I hated everything about him. What, I, what was behind it? I was UNLV. I was about the Flash. Oh, yeah, I was okay. about the glamour. I was yeah. about, those were the guys that I liked. I liked the Fab Five. I liked the John. I liked yep. the talking. And the lily white, nerdy, Bobby Hurley, Christian Leitner, Cherokee Parks, 
Cherokee Point. 44, right? Was yeah. he number 44? I think he was. And also, remember, Iowa during that range in the early yes, 90s lost absolutely. him twice in the yep. round of 32. Yep. And, and I think that has something to do yep. with my dislike. Troy Skinner's team, I think, lost <laughs> Yes. Him. So I think that also probably plays into it. And then when the stories came out, because this was... This was a program that did it differently. We were sold this bill of goods by the Dick Vitals of the world and everybody else. That this is a program that does it the right way. And then you start to hear the stories that, no, they weren't. Where, oh, there's no sham degrees here. They'll put them in a sociology degree class program that wasn't a real program. And that's what mm-hmm. basketball players that weren't at the highest academic right. standards were going through. They were cutting corners. They were doing things like sure. everybody else. You look at the reemergence over the last decade and the one and dones that they have brought in, the way they recruited, and the Nike money. And no, yeah, Louisville, we know Louisville shady. Of course, Louisville shady. They've been shady forever. Kentucky, Trades, the they're, sports shady. They're, they're dirty, but yeah. not Duke. Can we find out? Yes, Duke. They are playing, they are swimming in the exact same water. So ultimately, I guess I was proven right. It took a while to get there, but for me, very complicated. And it still bothers me the way that the season, his one bad season in the 90s ended when he had the back surgery and just quit. Mm -hmm. I understand it. He was hurt. Yep. He had back injury. Right. But to quit because your team's not good, I lost what respect I had for him. It was very easy for me to lose all of it at that point. The fact that he's been there 40 years doesn't give you a little bit of a pause that's, man, this guy's been there a long time. Not really. You like the old guys. I, I do, do, I guess. Uh, it's just going to be different, right? Yeah. It's going to be different. Like you said, you're, I mean, that's your era. Mm-hmm. He started coaching there in 1980. Yes. Do you know the story about him and Iowa State? Have I ever told you this story before? I don't think so, no. This Maybe you have. I don't recall. Was a, I was reading... Who's a college basketball writer? Feinstein. John Feinstein. It was one of his books. I think it's called A March to Madness. And it talks about Mike Krzyzewski, as he is at Army, is interviewing for jobs. Of course, Duke and Iowa State. And was very quick and almost took the Iowa State job before he interviewed for the Duke job. And, and I'll have to go back. And, in fact, might have to bring that. I have that book. I know it's in the bookshelf. And I need to bring that in and, and kind of re-remember what I read, but Coach K, Johnny Orr, I mean, there's a statue, but imagine Krzyzewski. Well, look at some of the coaches, both football and basketball, that, yes. that have interviewed for Iowa State and for whatever reason. I mean, Brian Kelly, when, when he was going, there, there's a, it's a long Matt Brown long was list. on the staff back in the 70s. Jimmy Johnson was on the right. staff in the 60s, for crying yeah. out loud. Pete Carroll came through Ames at one point. Uh, remarkable. I, I didn't know that. I don't think I knew that about Krzyzewski back I'll, then. I'll bring in the book. R- remind, me, remind me either tonight or tomorrow. Actually, I'm going to put it in my phone right now to remind myself to do that because it was really interesting. I remember reading it the first time. My jaw just hitting the drawer. Wow. Draw, the, the floor thinking, Kay was this close to huh. being in Ames? Same thing. There's all kinds of those great stories from the and old what days. what would have been? And what would have been? Dr. J, one of his college visits was to yeah, Iowa State. That I knew. That and part I did he know. came to a concert down here in Des Moines at Vets on his recruiting weekend. They came down to, to Des Moines and hung out for the night and went to, I can't remember what the concert was, but all these different stories. I mean, that's a book in its own right, right? Yeah. Come together and write the what-if stories of recruiting and coaching and everything else for the in-state schools and what could have been and well, well, there's one guy that can. Oh, there's probably a couple. Rick Brown's retired. Maybe yep. he could write it. Randy Peterson's been writing for the Register since I was in high school. Did you see seventies? Did you see Heinz's tweet? Yes, I did. He was all over it last night. <laughs> Worst offensive performance has been a, since before Randy got to the Register, yes. which was 1978. There was one of them that 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 struck a chord with me. I mean, before, it went back to before I was born or the year that I was born. Really, 1958. 
through this historical ineptitude from last night. And this coming off a record that was set all the way back in January of this yeah, year. Yeah, uh, with the But, man, oh, man, 36 points, 16 second-half points. Draw a line through the game and move on. That's what I would do. All right, we are live at Wellman Circus Sports. See, some of the crews already made their way over here. Maybe yeah. Have, maybe a team meeting because the doors don't open until 11. And do they're going to be here all day long, too. Your opportunity to win those Big 12 tournament tickets, all session passes, lower level, too. We're not putting you in the low, oh, nosebleeds. nice. No, this is Circa. You know how Circa does things, Ken. You're going to be in the lower bowl with these tickets. Got a pair that they'll be giving away. And all you have to do is stop by and sign up. That's all you have to do. Want to download the Circa app? They'll help you out with that. Uh, They can do a lot of different things there, show you kind of all the bells and whistles inside the Circa Sports app. And we will be there. I'll be there in a week from today. Mm -hmm. You've already been settled in for a couple of days to your Vegas trip. And I can't wait till Friday. We'll wrap up our show. We'll have wall-to-wall basketball, and we will be in the biggest And we've got a spot, right? We've got a spot. Palm says you are hooked up. We've got a spot in the sports book all day long. We will be How there. How big is it? Because I, mean, I know there's a lot of people that listen to our show that are going there. Yes. Not necessarily following us. Mm-hmm. But, but again, the, the conference tournament weekend is starting to be not quite on the level as the uh, first two days of the tournament. But there's a lot of people that will go out there, would rather go this weekend mm-hmm. than the tournament weekend. We talk so much about Circa and here in the state. Download the app. We want to get as many people so we can do a contest that we've Mm -hmm. talked about in the past. That's what we're really striving for because I think it'd be incredible to have a, what they have, the Survivor Contest and have one for Iowa residents only. I think that'd be just an incredible thing to do. We got to get people to sign up in order to do that. But the Vegas side of it, maybe we don't even talk about as much. Again, this is the biggest sports book in the world. And I've taken pictures last time we were they out there. don't do it justice. Until you see it with your own two eyes, yes. Trent, you don't understand. And when we're out there, we'll take some videos, and we'll have some fun, and we'll do some things with that. But you just have to experience it. And I've had so many people, like you, a strip snob, but they, <laughs> yeah. they want to go down, it's true. and they wanted to experience it. And they came back and said, Trent, you weren't kidding. Yeah. It's indescribable. We cannot verbalize what that experience is like. So get down there. I know there's so many people, like you said, and come hang out with us. We're going to be there Friday. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we've got a couple extra spots. We'll sit there. We'll hoist a beer. I'll have you actually drink one before 830. Yeah, come on, know. come on. You're I in Vegas. Know. You're in Vegas. You could do it. We still haven't had a beer. Well, we will this trip. Yeah, okay, okay. We, we will. We had dinner when we were We did, yes. We, yeah. um, so I've never stayed downtown as many times as I've been to Vegas. Never stayed never. downtown. Uh, next week will be the first time. We're going to start out at South Point because mm-hmm. my son and I love to bet horses. And, and that's it, a great place it, it for that. It is a great book to, bet, uh, to play some horses. And, and then we're going to move to Cirque on Thursday. You get in on Thursday. We'll mm-hmm. spend a couple of days there. But I'm looking because I love going downtown. Yeah. And I didn't all the time. I just, you know, never... And I'm not going to go by myself, but when my family was there with me, we would go you know, get, jump in a cab before Uber and, and, and head down to, uh, to downtown Los Angeles just to watch people, if nothing else. <laughs> it's, Trent, it's incredible. It's a wild you got experience. that, uh, what do they call it? The zip line. Thing? The zip line overhead, all Slot the Zilla is what they call it. Do they? And yes. there's usually a concert at one uh-huh. end uh, of, uh, of Fremont Street. It's a blast. It really and truly <laughs> is. So we, we, last time I was there with the family, the, um, what's the, oh, God, I can't think of her name. Not the fabulous sports babe. She's a uh, famous DJ, VJ, and she's older. She's my older, my age. Uh, Martha. No, no, she's her. No, not her. Not uh, her. Daisy Fuentes. No, she's another one. From MTV, though. I think she was from MTV. Okay. But if you heard the name, she was she got a real gruffly voice. Um, Kennedy. 
No. No, not Kennedy. And I know, I know who yeah, that is, yeah. too. We're going back in time here. Our younger listeners are saying, what are these two old dudes talking about? Oh, I would think. Anyways, uh, she's the MC of the concert oh, nice. on Friday. But uh, oh, I can't think of her name. Well, and one other thing I was thinking about, I don't know if I'm going to go to the Strip. Um, I don't why think would I, you? Right. I don't think I'm going to. Going to be there four days, and I can't think of a reason that I have to go there. So you're coming home on Sunday? Coming home Sunday, yeah. Late morning, I leave on Sunday. Are you on Southwest? No. Frontier. Am I in trouble? No. Well, you can be. Uh, here's the I paid for my bag, though, so I can bring the equipment. Well, that, that's good. Yes. Yeah, that's good. So here's the bad news about the Southwest, and, and when it comes to Las Vegas, their um, nonstop flights mm-hmm. are done no. as of next month. Really? They're not there. They, and I read the story in the register. It was, uh, I think it was somebody at the airport was mm-hmm. quoting it. Um, apparently, they're going to come back at some point, but for the summer, there's no nonstop to Las Vegas. Which is ridiculous in my opinion. The flights are always full. It's like not too many years ago, you could fly Des Moines to Chicago into Midway. Right. Nonstop, obviously, right? Now, if you want to fly on Southwest to Chicago, you've got to go through St. Louis. <laughs> right. right. Makes no sense. That's, yeah, that's disappointing. Now, you're a Southwest guy. I've only flown there a f- on Southwest a Nina couple of times. Nina Blackwood. I believe you're right, Tony. Nina I believe Blackwood. Right. I believe that's right. who I'm thinking of. Tyler Nina was Blackwood. checking in. He had a Martha Quinn, no, a Julie no, Brown. No, downtown no, 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 downtown no. Julie Brown? I think it's Nina Blackwood. Ne- really gruffly voiced. Okay. Yes, thank you, Tony. You're right. Old VJs. Oh, it's awesome down Remember there. Remember MTV night. back then, man? So I didn't watch a ton of it. They played music. Yes. Well, they don't anymore? No. They haven't played music for 20 years. What do they do? Just shows. What's music TV is MTV. Not anymore. Huh. Hasn't been for a I quarter century. I don't even know where it is on Direct TV. 331. 331. Don't get there very often. You don't watch any Teen Mom? That's like the programs that they have. Real World? Did you watch Real World when it started? No. no didn't even did. watch that. Uh-uh. Oh, don't know Puck? Nope. Don't know the New York crew? No. Don't know. I know Puck, but I'm guessing not the Puck that you're Different referring puck. to. All right. We'll take our time out. Wade Looking Bill will join us next. We thank you. It's Nina Blackwood. You're 100% right, Tony Dickerson, or Dirksen, rather. Uh, thank you for that. We'll come back. We'll be joined by Wade Looking Bill. Get into Iowa, Michigan tonight. I'm with you. I really don't have a feel. If Michigan, who played against Michigan State, shows up, it's going to be a hell of a game. If Iowa, that beat Michigan State and kept the ball rolling over the last couple, that Ohio State win, it's going to be a hell of a basketball. Basketball game. Yes. This got a chance to be a really good basketball game. We need one after last night. Miller and Condon underway. We're on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Miller and Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO, live at Wellman's West Des Moines, Wellman's Pub and Rooftop. The gang from Circa is here, a game watch tonight. Iowa versus Michigan. If you're looking to watch it with a bunch of Hawks, uh, you'll find a whole bunch of them down here tonight for that game, as last night was the case. Cyclone Nation had a good uh, crowd down here last night watching Oklahoma State and Iowa State. You can register to win a free pair of all-session passes, lower level, uh, for the uh, Big 12 tournament coming up. Uh, sign up for Circus Sports. The crew will be here all day uh, into the uh, early evening. So Circus Sports Iowa back in town. Let's get to our Fred Wade looking. Bill, former Hawkeye, he joins the program. Wade, Trenton, Ken, before we get into tonight's matchup, well, first of all, how are you doing? Really 
I'm doing good. How are you guys? Thanks for reaching out. Doing pretty well. Thanks for uh, thanks for asking. Hey, wait. Um, when you when you have a game like Iowa State did last night, I'm not. I don't know if you guys had one of those. I'm assuming at some level you had one of those that just nothing was going right. I mean, whatever you tried to do wasn't going to work, even if it had worked before. It just wasn't happening tonight. Don't you just draw a line through that game? Uh, you, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even put the plug in the tape and watch it back. I would just flush it and forget about it. What would uh, what would your advice be? How would uh, how do you think Iowa State would recover quicker to sit in there and watch it over and over and over and get it drilled into them how bad they were, or just move on and get ready for the next game? Yeah, I I think it's a combination of both. I think you take very little time, whatever that is, fifteen minutes to talk about it. What went wrong? What can we do better? You know what happened? Why why did it happen like it did? And then you move on. I I I think you have to talk about it because it's. It's an elephant in the room. You know, you have to address the situation. But I like Iowa State as a team. They they guard like crazy. Now it's just you know, Gabe Kalsher has had one of the strangest basketball careers ever. You know, he, and he just cannot make a shot. And they're a little bit like Iowa. You know, Isaiah Brockington's got to got to be great. He's got to be great every night, or else they're going to struggle. And when he's not great, you know, it's going to be a battle. I I think you talk about it for a little bit, and then you move on. Gotcha. Well, well, I'm going to talk about one other thing before we move on to Michigan and Iowa tonight. Trent and I spent a few minutes in the last segment talking about Shashevsky. How will you remember him as he gets to coach his final game at Cameron Indoor Arena after 40-something years at Duke? I heard you talking about it. I actually set the DVR last night to tape the game and just going to kind of watch a little bit of it. Um, I played at Duke my senior year and was, you know, fortunate enough to be on that court. And um, it's, it's the mecca of college basketball, and it's changed a little bit now with all the kids one and done, nobody staying. You know, Grand Hill stayed three years at Duke. Can you imagine a, a, a player Jeez. like Grand Hill staying, <laughs> staying three years in college? It, it, just, it just is not going to happen. But, um, again, for people with, of, of, of my year, that was the mecca of, of, of college basketball. I mean, it was just a really cool experience. And, and I, heard, I heard Trent talking, and, you know, Duke is Duke. There's a really good article Oh, on ESPN.com. I can't think of the author who wrote it. I, I read it last night or yesterday, and he just talks about how he followed Mike Krzyzewski for a couple of years and saw his buddy in Chicago and his background and everything. And, and um, Coach K, we, we will never see someone like that again because him, Jim Beheim, either they'll change schools or they'll go to the NBA. I mean, who stays at a school for? 40 plus years now because you have a couple bad years you get fired um i like him i i i, I don't like duke i always root against them kind of in a way but i still respect what they've done in basketball we looking bill joining us talking iowa hoops here one more on the look back machine and then we'll look forward starting with tonight and michigan on the sidelines okay very demonstrative He's grabbed guys after the game and told them he didn't like the way they played or like the way they played. In the handshake line? Yes. Yeah. Bobby Knight, of yeah. course, you, you were in that era, Wade. What were the yeah. sidelines like? What were coaches like? And any stories that, that you can relate to yeah. us of guys so, like Kay on the sidelines? Yeah, so so we played Duke, let me think, uh, my junior year down in Greensboro, which they were two seed. I don't know how they got to stay in Greensboro, but um, we beat Texas the first round. They, they beat somebody, so, so we played Duke, and um, they were up, I don't know, 12 or 14 and a half, and they stretched it out, and, and we actually cut it to six or seven in the second half. And, you know, Coach K is, is, is always so he speaks very slowly and directly, 
and um, I was on the court, and they, we, we, we cut it to six or seven in the second half, and they called timeout, and I hear this voice, and it's like, you mother effers, what the F are you doing? Get the F <laughs> over here. And it's, and it's Krzyzewski, and I kind of look over at him, and that's the, kind of the first time I realized that that's how he talks with basketball. And if you read that, that article on ESPN, he, he makes no bones about it. He actually got, almost got like permission from his priest that he is going to cuss and use the F word when he's around <laughs> his basketball team. But it was just really this odd thing. And they, they came back, and they just kind of turned it back on and beat us by I don't know, 14 or 15 points. But it was just this really odd moment that here's this you know short little guy who's very – direct and professional, just F-bombs left to right. It's just, so he's not tall? He's a short dude? I didn't know that. I mean, when, when you yeah, say I mean, short, I don't, what do you know, mean? Short's he, relative. I, I don't He's six feet tall, maybe. But he was, he okay. was he, I should explain a little bit. He was, he was yelling at his team to get over here because he was so mad the way they were playing, you know. And it just was, it was kind of a shock. And yeah, But um, you can't argue with the success. And, um, no. you know, it's just, it's just kind of a, End of an era, you know, whether it's Roy Williams, you know, Bayheim's going to go soon. Yeah. You know, it's just something where it's a, it's a generation that we'll probably never see again. Indeed. Well, we saw Michigan and Iowa earlier, and it was the uh, Deobate show who really burst onto the scene, had his best game. I mean, he hardly missed in the basketball game uh, at Carver this year. You know, Dickerson's going to get his. Brooks has seemingly been there forever. But it was Deobate that stole the show that night, Wade. Uh, will they, uh, what kind of plan do you think that they're conjuring up to try and limit him because he was the difference in that basketball game at Carver yeah, a few he, weeks he back? Yeah, 28 or 30, I think, and Gosh, he's only averaging eight or nine points a game, and they just right. they just let him go off. Um, I don't think they're going to have Pat McCaffrey tonight. It sounds like he's going to mm-hmm. make the trip, but I don't think he's going to play, um, which is fine. You know, you just you, you have to be healthy next week or, or even the week after right. that. But this is a tough matchup. You know, Phil Martelli has forgotten more about coaching basketball yep. than Jawan Howard ever knew. I mean, give Jawan a, a lot of credit. You know, when when he got that job, he hired Phil Martelli compared to, like, Penny Hardaway, ex-NBA player, hired his buddies, Mike Miller and Rasheed Wallace, who'd never coached. So Jawan was smart in that he hired somebody who knew how to coach. And Phil is unbelievable. And they've been, they've been really good since Jawan, you know, had his suspension. Now, that being said, you know, they, they got holes. I mean, they're, they're super talented, and they got lottery picks and McDonald's All-Americans, but they're just okay you know, that they're probably more athletic than Iowa, but I really like this matchup tonight. I, I think, you know, Iowa kind of, kind of owes them a little bit from a couple weeks ago. Um, it's a tough place to play. Chrysler's going to be loud again. And, um, but I, I like Iowa's chances tonight and then at Illinois over the weekend. You know, you never know. Just I, If they could get one of these two, it would be terrific and just set the tone for two weeks from today. Tournament time. You go back. Wade, to that matchup a couple weeks ago, one thing that Iowa did is double a whole lot to Dickinson inside and try to get the ball out of his hands. The problem is he's so good passing, and, really and I was a little bit passive in their double team. It was kind of that slow double team. What do you do to change that up? And we've seen a lot of teams, and certainly when Michigan was struggling this year, they said, Hunter, you go get yours. You can go one-on-one, but we're going to guard everybody else. How different do you think the Iowa defensive yeah. game plan is going to be tonight? Well, Dickinson was great. Who they played to you know, against Michigan State. I mean, he was Michigan unbelievable. State, yes. You know, he's just 
he's like an old school guy. I mean, th- this would be a game to have Jack Nungy, to have that size that could really, yeah. you know, maybe yeah. you see more Josh um, going to lay tonight just to combat that size. You know, um, Hunter Dickinson's a really good player. That, that, that left hand is always kind of funky. But I think you're right. They have to double because whether it's Rabracha or Chris Murray, that's a tough matchup. They really can't take him one-on-one. But I will say on the offensive end, when they bring in Chris Murray and Hunter Dickinson's got to come out and guard him at 22 feet, Chris has got to be able to either shoot the shot, you know, take it by him, because it's going to be a mismatch on both ends. But I think that they have to double and then just hope that Michigan's not knocking down shots because, you know, Dickinson's going to go, like I think Michigan State, what was he, 11 for 15 or something, and um, he can really score down low. He's a problem. Mm. Uh, when you watch Peyton Sanford, uh, Wade, do, do you see maybe that, um, you know, I don't know if it's mythical or if it's, there's something to it, that freshman wall, he certainly had his, his moments. Um, you know, he's, he's a freshman trying to make his way through the Big Ten. I get that. Uh, he's had some good games, but uh, those games seemingly, it's been a couple of weeks since Peyton Sanford has uh, made a mark on the floor. Is that the freshman wall, or when you watch him, what are you seeing? I think that's part of it. I was at the game Monday and just kind of saw – you know, for the first time in person, it was a really game, a really strange game against Northwestern. It just was was over ten minutes, you know, into the game. But you know, I, I think it's something. It's a small thing. We've talked about it. That the whole floor is ninety four feet compared to eighty four feet, so it's it's a lot longer. It's a lot more trips up and down the court. Practice starts a lot earlier than than in high school. I think you wear out that freshman year. You just you just don't know what it's like practicing and playing and traveling. Um, I think Payton's going to be a really good player. I think at this point in his career, too. he's maybe rushing it a little bit. You know, he knows when he comes in at that ten minute mark in the first half, he's only going to play three or four minutes. So he thinks, "Hey, I, I got to try to get a shot off. I got to try to get something going because I'm only going to be on here on the court for seven minutes the whole game." And I think as he gets older and he plays twenty, twenty five, even thirty minutes, he'll be, do better or be better at finding his shot, you know, passing up shots. He's just forcing it a little bit. But, boy, when he gets hot, you know, it's, it's something where at six, seven and a half, six, eight, he, he can do one thing better than, than most people, and that's shoot the basketball. Wade, I was one seven in our last eight, and though I'm not married to Ken Palm, we're in a committed relationship. You, you know, certainly I, I, are. I love, I love those numbers. You talk about but it I remember lot, after man. I don't really yeah, know. Yeah, he does. And Palm and Yeah. To be honest, yeah. I don't know exactly what goes into it, but it's at least provides a pretty good baseline. I remember after that Penn State game, though, Iowa was up in like the 130s in defensive efficiency. Today, yeah. as I look at the numbers, they're up to 78. Still not elite by any means. Going the right way, but though. But certainly the right level. Yeah. What have you seen defensively out of this team the last month that has made them so much better? You know, I think it's just something where I, I think it's just it just comes down to almost like pride. I mean, even that Michigan game, they gave up, what, 85 or 90 points. 80-something, yeah. Where, yeah, it's just something where you, you can't do that. You know, I, I was at the game again Monday, and, you know, Northwestern is still Northwestern, but they've won six or seven Big Ten games. I think, I think Pete Nance is going to be a pro. I mean, he's 6'10 and a half and athletic like his dad. they got some players, but Iowa just locked him down. I think it just comes down to that, that will to commit to playing defense. And for whatever reason yep. – they haven't had that in the past, and Jay Boat's been better. And they bring in those three guys, those three guards off the bench. Those guys are tough: Perkins, Ulis, and and uh, Joe T. Those guys get after it, and that's just kind of a wave of 
of guys that come in and they're going to get in your face. Um, but that being said, they still just got to get, you know, knock down shots, play some defense. Michigan's got size and length and future pros, but I like Iowa's chances. I, I do wish Pat was playing big Patrick, but, um, you know, just play well, get better. And I'd like to see them win a couple games in the Big Ten tournament. They have not been good in the Big Ten tournament really ever. And just maybe sneak into that sixth seed. I would I would love that. I, I, that, I, that, that that's a great place to be in two weeks. Yeah, since the Alford era. Yeah. So, so, since yeah. they've been done, yeah, done that's well true. in the Big yeah. Ten tournament. That's true. Uh, so, wait, let me let me pick your brain on this. Wisconsin's uh, going to win the win the conference. I still, for whatever reason, I'm not I'm not buying Wisconsin, and they're the conference champion. Uh, when you look at this conference, Wade, who do you still? I mean, do you think at this point, uh, this far into it, that Wisconsin is the best team in the Big Ten, or or who do you think it is? It's it's tough to argue. I mean, they've they're, they're going to win the outright title this weekend, which yep. is really yep. hard to do. Um, I don't think I still think Purdue's the best team. I, I think if you look at you know, Jaden Ivey was three for nine from the free throw line that other night. And um, they've lost, besides the Michigan game where they were bad, they've lost those four games by like 10 points. Two, three buzzer beaters. Ron Harper hit a shot to beat them. Um, you know, so I, I, I just think they're built the best for a tournament run. They got size, they got shooters. And then I like Illinois too. I, I think, you know, they've got Kofi Coburn, who, who is limited offensively, but there's nobody else like him in the country. And he can come out and get twenty and twenty and any night. Um, but then, when, but with, with Wisconsin, I just think at, athletic, athletically they're limited, and they want to slow it down and grind it out. And if they get into a shootout, I just don't think they got enough firepower. Now they'll still be Wait. a Sweet Sixteen team, Elite Eight, but it's I, I I think Purdue and Illinois have a better chance to make the Final Four. Great stuff, Wade. Looking, Bill. Thanks for doing hey, this for us. Hey, uh, appreciate it hey, as always. Enjoy the games. Weekend. Hey, I'll be in Vegas. When? Oh, when are you getting there? Uh, when are you going to get there? Soccer tournament. Where are you? Soccer tournament. Where, where are you staying? Oh, I can't tell you that. <laughs> I'll let you know. It's private. No, we're staying <laughs> yeah. in Weston, somewhere off the Strip. But I'll, no, I'll look t- come on down to Circle. We'd love to see you. Yes, yes. Love right, to yes. see you for sure. All right. All right. Te- text me. So see you. Way looking, Bill. Good stuff. That's awesome. That's yes. good. I'm glad to see these coming out there. I've uh, had quite a few people reach out here over the last couple of weeks as as we talked about this. Say, going to be out there. Yeah. Look us up. Absolutely. We've, we've, I got a guy coming from the Luxor. Called during the break a couple of days ago. Yeah. He's saying that the Luxor wants to come out and... Um, which is by the Mandalay Bay, pretty far away from where we're at here. There's Ubers, there's right. cabs. It's 15 bucks. Get down there, see the biggest sports book in the world, and we're just going to be... We'll be hanging. You'll find us... Hit us up on social media if you don't have our numbers. Mm-hmm. We'll let you know where we are, and we are going to be there all day Friday. I don't plan on moving. I, I don't know if I'm going to move all day long. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm going to have to hit the head a couple of times. But outside of that, I am just going to sit there, and I'm going to be firing nonstop. <laughs> oh, it's going to be great. I'm so excited. Yeah, you're in your element, aren't you? We'll come back, finish out the hour. Uh, Kevin Layman's in St. Louis. We'll speak to him. Looking forward to catching up with Josh Betts tomorrow. Yes. We'll recap t- t- tonight. Josh Betts is in St. Louis. I guess he was on with uh, Murph and Andy yesterday, maybe? Yes, yep. Um, so we'll we'll uh, catch up with him tomorrow. But we'll head to St. Louis to kick off hour number two. Miller and Condon live at Wellman's. Circus Sports Iowa is in town. Come on down, watch the games, get signed up. Meet some of the folks from Circa. They will be here throughout the day today. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.
David Wellman's final minutes of hour number one. Kevin Lehman live from St. Louis kicks off the second hour. Again, live game watch tonight down here. Michigan and Iowa. It is an 8 o'clock tip on FS1. Uh, the folks from Circa will be here. Ross Peterson will be down here. Uh, Andrew Downs will be here. Trent Condon will be here. So if you're looking to watch the Hawkeye game tonight, want to do so with some friends. If you're in the West Des Moines area or anywhere uh, within the sound of our voice, uh, come on down. Meet the folks from Circa. Sign up. Free Circa swag. Lots of reasons to make your way to Wellman's Pub and Rooftop out here in West Des Moines. Uh, hour number two, Kevin Lehman. We will head to St. Louis. He will join us to kick off the hour and then more on the Big Ten with, uh, what's his name? Thomas Biendit. Well, yeah, I knew the Thomas part. It's Biendit yes. that was the tricky part. Thomas Biendit will join us. Big Ten powerhouses. The blog has all the Big Ten teams. College basketball. He's very good. There. Yes. We only, we, I think we've only had him on once or twice, but... Uh, I very knowledgeable, so look forward to catching up with him. Trent's played the day. I think some of the circuit folks might stop by. We'll throw a headset mm-hmm. on them before we get out of here uh, at noon. Again, we're at Wellman's Pub and Rooftop in West Des Moines. Come on down, meet the folks from Circa. They have assembled, uh, what, 15, 20 feet away from us. We will be back, hour number two. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. <laughs>